This is Adam Troutman. You're listening to Roster Watch. Thanks, man. Stay healthy. We'll see you on Sundays, dude. Absolutely, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. This is the DFS walkthrough podcast for week four. Let's just get let's get into it. We have uh, let me just start with the Cleveland Browns and the Dallas Cowboys. This game is a 56 total. It opened up as a 54 should be a good game, man. A lot of good DFS plays in this game. We have 23% of the money is on the uh, is, is on the over here. 53% of the bets are on the over. So, all right, 53% of the bets are on the over, but only 23% of the money. That probably should tell us that maybe some of the sharp bettors are on the under here uh, in this. Um, not exactly much public support there from the sharp bettors uh, on the over. We have – 68% of the bets on Dallas here, minus four and a half, and 85% of the money on Dallas, minus four and a half. So sharp players here are on Dallas, and they are on the under in this game. Man, and there's plays there's plays all over this. Um, Dak, of course, you know, you can you can go right back to him. Let me pull up the let me pull up the roster watch matchup tool real quick and also just get a quick look at some of these injuries as far as the big injuries for the Cowboys. Uh, Tyron Smith, he's questionable. It looks like he got in some work on uh, on on Friday. Trevon Diggs, he's got a shoulder and a knee. Uh, he's questionable as well. So we'll wait to hear on those two guys. As far as the Browns, we have um, – let's see, Browns. I really should have got this stuff pulled up beforehand. So, yeah, there's a lot. Um, Joel Betonio, that's a big one. Uh, he, he he hasn't missed a game in his career, of course. Their longtime guard. Denzel Ward, this is a big deal. Um, he, was, he was a limited participant on Friday. He got to play some last week, but Greedy Williams is already out. So, th- look, this is going to be a game where Dallas is going to be able to throw the ball. I, lo- I love Amari Cooper here in this spot. If you look at his props – here for this week, I'm just looking at the Vegas tool right now. Uh, a five and a half reception over under with juice on the over and an 81.5 yard over under for the receptions. He's plus 115 to score. Uh, CD Lamb is also kind of showing up in the Vegas tool is a good value this week. He's plus 150 to score. Um, a five, basically a five reception over under. He's it's it's a five and a half uh, reception prop with a little bit of juice on the under. So we bumped it down to five sixty one and a half receiving yard prop. Um, I don't know what happened to him last week. That was tilting with all the Cedric Wilson stuff. It's like all this slot production versus the 
um, versus the Seahawks. And we, we thought it was going to be CeeDee Lamb. And it turns out he gets hurt on a punt return. It ends up being fucking Cedric Wilson. Um, very, very tilting game um, for me. As you guys know, I, I play a lot of cash games. I don't play as many tournaments, but I had CeeDee Lamb across all my cash lineups. And there were some contests that I ended up bubbling because um, because CD underwhelmed and also because I stupidly pivoted to the Giants defense and special teams for 100 less than 100 less than the Eagles, which was just it, idiotic. Um, but re- regardless, uh, on to on to a new week here and Amari Cooper, CD Lamb. Michael Gallup, they look like they're in really good spots. Ezekiel Elliott's one of the top plays on the slate. When we, when we talk about these guys that show up as excellent values in the Vegas tool, they're not usually these dudes who are super expensive. But Zeke's not even that expensive this week. Seventy eight hundred. Well, like, how is he? What's not to like about this? And then you, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe it when I was looking at this yesterday. Zeke Elliott has run one hundred and five routes this year. It's just. I mean, 105 routes. He's he's in on 93% of snaps. He's got a 16.5% target share. I mean, I just – here's the fact of the matter. If you look at, at Zeke's fantasy points over expectation, he's actually he's actually scored 18% less this season so far than his, 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 um, than his fantasy expectation would be. That's just – if you can – like 18% less. Alvin Kamara scored 37% more than his fantasy expectation. Um, Austin Eckler has, or James Robinson has scored 37% more. Nick Chubb has scored 32% more. I mean, they're, they're, they're only a few guys like Clyde Edwards, Lair, um, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake's kind of in the same situation, but Zeke Elliott, I mean, as good as he's been, he's getting you 22.6 fantasy points per game in PPR. And that's like, it, 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 it should be more. <laughs> so um, Zeke's an awesome play. I'm playing him in cash this week. I'm doing, I think that the strategy this week in cash and you, you guys know, I play mainly cash games. I try and um, try and um, give as many takes as I can about some of these players that could be good tournament, you know, pivots and stuff as, as well. But just from a cash game build perspective, it, everybody's going to play Alvin Kamara. I think people are going to want to play Ezekiel Elliott and there's ways to get there because there's a few, these, these wide receivers this week don't really feel like you need to pay up for them too much. Even these ones are the expense. Like I consider Amari Cooper to be a top, I don't know now that, I mean, now that Tyree kills off the slate and we probably don't need to talk about that much because, um, you know, that game's going to be postponed until probably Monday or Tuesday because of Cam Newton's COVID, Cam Newton's COVID positive test. But I mean, if you just look at and we don't consider Devontae Adams on this slate, not knowing about DeAndre Hopkins, it's like, you got what, you know, Ridley's not on this slate. So it's basically the Seattle guys and Amari Cooper, the best plays on the slate. And they are 60, they're in the high sixes or 7K. So um, not only are the receivers – you know, a little bit maybe underwhelming this week as far as who you're going to be looking at. They're also, I mean, the, the good thing is they're cheap. And so Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, that's the kind of uh, cash core that you can start with. We'll talk about some of the other plays, you know, of course, as we go through. Um, I wanted to also mention Dal- Dalton Schultz. Let me just pull up the matchup tool so I can tell you guys 
what the matchups look like on a position by position basis. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm seeing the chat. I'm sorry, guys. I've been looking at the chat, but it is true, man. The, 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 I couldn't bear to watch. The, <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't watch that. I can't watch it. I cannot watch the the officiating right now in this in this Texas game. I I mean, it's just absolutely horrible. Okay, Matt. So the matchup tool for so for Dallas, we have the number seven matchup for opposing quarterbacks, and that's mainly due to the fact that this is just a beautiful matchup for opposing tight ends and also also opposing wide receivers. The number nineteen matchup for opposing running backs. So that brings Dalton Schultz squarely into the picture. He's, he's playing all the snaps. I could see him having a big game here. Um, this is some fantasy football news. No, oh, but it's, it's Noah Fant who's already gone. Okay, that's a good reminder that um, the news that I just got there and the reason I got it is because I am – a user of the fantasy life app. And it's one of the smartest things you can do is download the fantasy life app. It's a free app. We use them for their news and alerts as well as their community. The fantasy life app sends breaking news alerts faster than anyone else. They monitor thousands of reporters. So you don't have to and send important news as it breaks. You never miss a relevant injury trade or other update. The fantasy life app also has in-depth reports and on-demand advice from a massive community. We're always in there. We do AMAs in there, buyers in there all the time uh, doing sit start stuff. You can download the Fantasy Life app for iOS or Android at FantasyLifeApp.com. Guys, it's it's really one of the smartest things that you can do to be a better fantasy player. And it's free. So if you hate it, just delete it. But you won't hate it. You're going to you're going to you're going to become de- de- uh, de- dependent on it as I am. Uh, OK, Dallas, uh, Cleveland. Don't play Baker. It's a homecoming game for Baker. But I mean, don't you can't you can't you think about how this game's going to go? It's what they're going to want to do is you know, we talked about the injuries earlier. I talked about Denzel Ward. I talked about Joel Bitonio. Joel Bitonio. I didn't even mention the fact that Kareem Hunt is questionable. And if Kareem Hunt doesn't go, that changes things. That puts Nick Chubb squarely on the radar. And with the way that the slate plays out, I can just let me just pull it. Let me just pull this up. If I win cash, I want to go Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, and let's just say that um, let's just say that. It turns out that uh, there's no Kareem Hunt. Chubb automatically becomes like lock city because what are they going to They're going to try to run the ball. They don't want the Cleveland Browns. That's what they want to do anyway. Right. And it, you want to keep the ball to Dak's hands. You, like these coaches, they've seen what's happened over the course of the last few weeks. Even if you get down like Dak, he's, he's been good at least in kind of bringing this team back. And so it, if you're trying to keep the ball to Dak's hands, what's the best way to do is take the air out of the football, run out the clock. Nick Chubb would be excellent for that. So you do that. You go with the defense. I'm playing all the Buccaneers that I can this week. We'll talk about that later. There's a cheap minimum salary tight end that I'm playing in cash this week that we'll talk about later. And if you just want to, if you go down and you say, well, I'll play Brandon Cooks against Minnesota because he's only 4,500. Then you have basically, you can pick a quarter, say you'll say get like Deshaun Watson and pair him up with Brandon Cooks. You have, 5,100, it left at your two wide receivers. So you could play like DJ Moore and Hunter Brinfro, and that's a that's a killer cash lineup there. Even when I'm paying up, it's, it's three of the best plays that there are. So there's a lot of ways that you can go here. I think what a lot of people are going to be – I think that the main – I, 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 I hate to get off the actual game by game, but we, all, you know, we also talk a lot of, you know, 
roster construction and theory here and with the whole thing about Nick Chubb and if Kareem Hunt wasn't going to go and how my three running backs would look then in cash, it just reminds me that if you start Zeke and Kamara, there, there's, there's going to be a decision point where you say, all right, do I play Mike Davis in my flex or can I, can I maybe can I maybe even get up from Mike Davis if I pay down maybe a little bit of quarterback and can I can I maybe get up to I mean Daryl Henderson's only a hundred more Joe Mixon is only a hundred more Kenyon Drake looks like a pretty awesome play at just two hundred more um, Nick Chubb. I mean, dude, if you can get up to Nick Chubb and have that much salary space, you could get up to even Dalvin Cook. And that would be a good to have in the as a run back there with your Deshaun Watson, Brandon Cooks, if you wanted to save money there at the um, in that matchup. Houston versus Minnesota, you could bring it back with that. That actually could be interesting. I might look at a, I might look at that construction here after we get off. Regardless, uh, th- th- look, Jarvis Landry's been banged up this week. Kareem Hunt questionable. So keep an eye on that for Nick Chubb purposes. If Kareem Hunt goes, I'm not sure I'm going to play any Nick Chubb. I certainly want to cash. Uh, he could be a good could be a good tournament play since he's a you know he's a direct pivot off of some of these others. But um, I like Odell this week. I like Dalton Schultz this week. I talked about both those guys. Uh, the Dallas wide receivers. I think it's hard to really pick it out and choose. But with no greedy Williams and with Denzel Ward banged up, you know. Um, Amari Cooper at home is a is a really solid play, and you can get him under seven k. Uh, Zeke Elliott is seventy eight hundred. I just don't, you know, his like I said earlier, man, this guy's run one hundred and five routes this year, just absolutely, absolutely crazy. Um, let's see, did I forget anybody? It feels like I kind of scatterbrained on that one. Try to keep an eye on this Texas this Texas game. Make sure these refs don't fuck us and do this thing all at once, man. Pittsburgh at Tennessee has been postponed until week seven. Let's let's quit these postponements, man. So let's let's get back on track, right? Okay, the Saints at the Lions. So we have we have this game is a fifty four over under. It was bet down from its open at fifty six. This thing opened with the Saints minus five. It's now down to only Saints minus three. Wow, sixty two percent. Okay, so here's a here's a. Here's a hot tip for you. 62% of the bets are on the Saints. Only 9% of the money. That is, that's crazy, man. <laughs> so 62% of the bets, 9% of the money. Um, so the Sharps are clearly taking, it's funny because I would have thought that that line seems too small, but then you think about it, you know, no Jerry Cook, no Michael Thomas, you know, uh, the, the Detroit's at home. They're getting healthier. Uh, I guess is, 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 is New Orleans missing Marcus Davenport? I think they are. You know, but do you know who they're? Do you know who they're missing? They're going to be missing uh, Janoris Jenkins. They're going to be missing. Let me just pull up the injuries here. I don't want to lead you guys lead you guys astray. So uh, let's get to the Saints. All right, Marshawn Lattimore is out. Janoris Jenkins is out. Marcus Davenport is out. Jesus, Andrews Pete is out. So the starting offensive uh, starting offensive lineman is out. Jared Cook is out. Michael Thomas is out. So yeah, no wonder people are no no wonder the sharks are all over Detroit minus three here. 
Uh, 66% of the tickets are on the over, but only 52% of the money is on the over. So no sharp support there for two thirds of the public bets. Um, two, two, two thirds of the bets, about a half of them, about half of the money is on the over in this game. So that shows that the, that the big betters are probably leaning towards the under here in this game. Can you stack it? I don't know if I'm stacking it. I know I'm playing Alvin Kamara. Uh, it's just, I mean, I've just looked, I've, I've looked at his props, man, and he's got a what, like a seven and a half reception over under this week. The offense is going to have to run through Alvin Kamara, and the Detroit Lions cannot tackle for shit. And if there's anything that you've learned watching Alvin Kamara this year, it's that if it, he doesn't need a team to not be able to tackle for shit to be able to break every tackle they throw at him, um, he's looked he's he looks. He looks unbelievable. He, he has a style unlike any other. And um, just looking at the Vegas tool, uh, you know, basically 118 yard uh, over under for his total uh, his, his total odds. And the only guy with better scoring odds on the whole entire slate uh, is Zeke Elliott. And coming in second place is Alvin Kamara at minus 225 behind Ezekiel Elliott at minus 285. Uh, Josh Jacobs is also minus 225. It's something to keep in mind. No one's going to play Josh Jacobs. Uh which could be a possibly could be a mistake. I won't play him in cash, but if I was a tournament player, I would, I would certainly, which I, you know, I, I, I am a tournament player. I'm just, I'm, I'm a, I have a, I have a cash mind and that's what I play a majority of. Um, but maybe in some of my tournaments, I'll, I'll maybe play like Josh, Josh Jacobs. Anyway, um, as far as new Orleans, Camara, of course, no Michael Thomas, no Jared Cook. Uh, does that open things up for Emmanuel Sanders? Probably. I'm not going to play him though. He's starting. It's starting to look. Uh, you know, whenever he first came back from his Achilles, it it looked to me like he was like I was like, damn man, Emmanuel Sanders is old and he looks better than I would have thought. And I chalked it up to so a good a good offseason of training with our guy, Coach D Rob at Always Open. But I just I think just now he's starting to look too sapped. He's starting to look. Uh, he just he he doesn't look good. Uh, Traquan Smith that actually has the better prop as far as his over under for receptions in this game. And then, I mean, you guys know, if you follow us at roster watch, uh, we've been talking about Adam Troutman since before the senior bowl, he's the backup tight end for the, um, for the new Orleans saints. He's the minimum salary on DraftKings. I'm, I'm absolutely playing him. Um, now could Josh Hill swindle us down in the red zone? Look, here, here's another thing you know about us. Like I know, like I know Drew Brees. I know he's a creature of habit. Um, I know I've seen him throw to Josh Hill down in the red zone and down in the green zone you know, area over and over that has have swindled my Jared Cook touchdowns, have swindled my Michael Thomas touchdowns, have swindled my Alvin Kamara touchdowns. I've seen it go to Josh Hill. I can, I mean, I can see it happening. Um, with that being said, I mean, Adam Troutman played 52% of snaps last week. I mean, he had, he already had two targets last week. I think it's, I think it's safe to just if we could just lock in a, I mean, what did I, I put it? I projected like a sixteen percent target share. I mean, is that too much to ask with all these other guys hurt? And if that's the case, is he like he pops out of every model? It's like, um, especially given the matchup, uh, I it's the the way that the way that you can the way you've been traditionally wanted to not, not as much this year, but it's uh, given a lot of the same personnel, uh, the way that you've attacked. Detroit has been through the through the the slot. Um, 
here's the other thing about Troutman. He's not super like he's not super like fast. I think he ran like a four seven nine forty. He's not this kind of, but he's he's still a guy who can, who makes plays with the ball in his hands because he's a tackle breaker. He 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 can body you up and stuff like. He's he's the kind of tight end that you actually really like versus you know teams that try and run a lot of man, especially out of the slot. So Troutman, I really like him this week. Uh, there are a couple of tight ends that I really like, but boy, twenty five hundred minimum salary really opens things up for you through the rest of your uh through through through, through the rest of your roster uh on the Detroit side man you guys you guys know who to play uh, I mean if if you want to play Stafford it's probably fine um that'll be pretty low owned I just don't know you know I there there are other guys that I like more he didn't pop in the model um but I think for tournaments it's fine you know if, if you if you're gonna play like I'm playing Camara I'm playing Troutman. So if I wanted to play those guys in tournaments and maybe make my team a little bit different than everybody else's, maybe stack it up on the other side with Kenny Galladay, stack it up on the other side with um, with Marvin Jones. And it's most especially um, uh, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, I remember this thing back to what Robert Tanyan and like even Jay Sternberger got. Was that last week? Was it Tanyan? Yeah. It was the Packers last week. It was Tanya and it was Sternberger. You know, they got the tight ends involved. You can see the same thing happening with uh, TJ Hawkinson, who's seeing his rates, you know, pick up a good bit anyway. I mean, uh, this is the number – it's the sheet. Jesus. Okay, so this is the number one matchup on the matchup tool for opposing tight ends. Um, Hawkinson, I mean, it's – it's he's uh, – let's see. As far as his weighted opportunity, as far as the tight ends on this slate – about 12th place on the whole slate as far as weighted opportunity among tight ends. And he's getting the number one matchup of the whole entire week. He's plus 180 to score. So I do like him. Uh, let me just look at the flex values in the Vegas tool here and see. Um, a four reception, 42.5 yard over under plus 185 to score. So with DraftKings scoring, that equates to about an old 10 or 11 pointer. You would, you, you would take it, but you know that he has upside for more for sure. Um, all right, Minnesota, Houston, two zero and three team. Are these? Is that true? Two zero and three teams. Holy shit! Um, okay, so we have a fifty three and a half point total in this game. It opened up at fifty four and a half. Looks like eighty percent of the bets are on the over, but only twenty percent of the money. So another big disparity there. The sharps are betting the under in this game. Um, Houston is a three and a half point favorite. That's right where they opened up. Sixty seven percent of the bets are on Houston. Only 38% of the money. So, again, the sharp big bettors are on Minnesota plus the three and a half, and they're on the under. We saw Justin Jefferson completely break out last week uh, for the, the Vikings. What was it? Seven receptions for 175 and one, something like that. It just And it was weird because he did it lining up on the outside whenever, you know, the knock on him coming out was that he looked like he might only be sort of a slot weapon. Now he got to the combine. He tested. He tested athletically. Then you dig a little bit deeper. You look at uh, you look at his tape from the year before. Um, uh, Joe Brady took over calling plays there at LSU, and Justin Jefferson did play a, a lot outside. But he he did a lot to um, what's the fucking word? Like he did a lot to uh, what's the word to like prove himself? That's not the right word. Uh, acquit himself. He did a lot to acquit himself at the NFL level as an outside wide receiver last week and. If you think that they're going to keep it the same, they'll keep Chad Beebe in the slot. They'll keep uh, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson outside. 
then Adam Thielen's going to draw Brad, Bradley Roby. And you, if you guys have heard me talk on here, I've not necessarily been a big buyer on Bradley Roby and him being a lockdown corner there for the Houston Texans, but he's been pretty damn good. Just look, just look through. Okay. So just think about always so professional and do the shelf top of my head. But I, so his week one was Tyreek, right? Held, held Tyreek in check. Week two held Marquise Brown in check. And then week three, what was that? Pittsburgh. And Deontay Johnson got hurt, but he held him largely in check till he got hurt. And then what was? And then Chase Claypool came in for him, held him largely in check. So Bradley Roby's been good. So if Roby is on Thielen, which he would certainly be, I mean, it could open things up for Justin Jefferson here. Dalvin is always a great play. Um, I, I hate both of the Minnesota Vikings tight ends. I hate all the Texans tight ends, but. Look, on, on DraftKings, I think Deshaun Watson's one of the better plays on the slate. I mean, this the as far as just the Vikings, they are absolutely horrible on the back end. They'll be starting like probably Jeff Gladney and Cameron Dantzler, a couple of rookies. Like they they're like Zimmer must be fucking I mean, he must be so tilted at the way that his defense looks right now. Um, there's millions of different ways to get over on them. And I think that Deshaun Watson, he's 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 had three really tough matches. Who wants to start out a season playing goddamn KC, Baltimore, and uh um Pittsburgh? Just a just a nightmare. But you know, now he gets to go. He's in a dome. Uh, his guys are healthy. Will Fuller's off the injury report. Uh, he was a little bit banged up earlier in the week, but now I mean, Will Fuller's cheap, fifty seven hundred um, on DraftKings. We have Brandon Cooks at forty five hundred. Randall Cobb's more expensive than both within um, Cooks, and I'm certainly more interested in Cooks in a spot. Forty five hundred is too cheap for a playmaker like Brandon Cooks um, on a on, on on a fast track like they have there in Minnesota in such a good matchup. Let me just look and see. yeah. So and he's it's it, it's our number two matchup of the week. I mean Vegas has him posted for between four and four and a half catches and fifty six point five yards plus two seventy five to score. So. As a value, the the Vegas sheet even likes him better than Will Fuller, who's plus one forty five to score, who looks to be projected for more like uh, between five and, and five and a half receptions in this game, sixty four point five receiving yard over under and plus one forty five to score. David Johnson is another guy at fifty six hundred. It's like he's another guy. If you wanted to swerve off of Mike Davis, we'll talk about Mike Davis in the Carolina game here a little bit later. He's looking like. Um, I mean, besides Ezekiel Elliott, no other running back is getting as much actual, you know, just snaps on the field uh, so far this season than David Johnson. Now, the question is, could that change with Duke Johnson making his return this week? It looks like that's going to be the case. So um, I still think that David Johnson is an interesting enough play. It's the number 11 matchup. Uh, here versus opposing runners. He's minus 165 to score. The Vegas tool loves him. He's run 91 routes this season, which is second only to Ezekiel Elliott, who has run 105, um, 105 routes. But just for just for context, like David Johnson's run more routes than Alvin Kamara. <laughs> you know, um, so it's it's like he's got the same weighted opportunity on the season as Ezekiel Elliott. He's on the field as often as Ezekiel Elliott. And if you look at his uh, and if you just look at his, you know, we talked earlier um, 
about Zeke kind of a, a small bit underperforming. The one thing about David Johnson that you do kind of take worry about is he ha- he has overperformed a little bit just to get to, up to about 13 PPR points per game. He's probably overperforming at about a 14.5 to 15% clip. Um, with that being said, this is the, you know, if, even if it doesn't sustain over the course of the season, this is the kind of matchup where it's set up to where it, it could sustain. And so it, I, I think he's probably going to be less than eight to 10% owned, I would guess. I've heard some people talk about him uh, when I did my show yesterday and I had to do my blitz show for Roto Grinders a little bit early yesterday. And um, so it's giving me some extra time to think about some of the things we talked about there. And, and my friend Chief is very interested in playing David Johnson this week. And so I'm, I'm always interested in, in, in guys Chief is Chief is interested in. But this is a game. I think it's a game to target. But something to keep in mind, I mean, the Sharps like they the Sharps like Minnesota. They like the under so if you're playing Deshaun Watson and you're playing like a Brandon Cooks or something, like make sure and bring it back. I talked about that earlier. Deshaun Watson, Cooks, Dalvin. Like that's a good group. I, I even like that group for cash. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess with that for cash uh, a little bit later. And I think I can do it because I'm there's, – there's no wide receiver on this slate that I'm dying to pay up for. There's not a you – know, you know, there's not a Michael Thomas that's you know, underpriced or anything like that. Um. All right. Indianapolis at Chicago. We have a 43 point total in this game. It opened up as a 45. Let's see a 45 point total. Indy is three point favorites here after the week after this thing opened as a pick them. 53 percent of the tickets are on the Colts and 61 percent of the money. So I don't think there's anything necessarily too odd there. This is odd. 67 percent of the tickets are on the over only nine percent of the money. So the the big bets, the big bets of these what just over you know, two thousand bets that have been tracked from various sports books, um, the big bets are certainly on the under in this game. Um, the, the 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 plebes and the John Does and the squares are just saying this is too low and over under, and they're betting the over. Um, the sharp money is saying that this game is going to be sloppy and, and bad. A two and one, a two, a two and one indie team that probably should be three and zero. Oh. And the, I can't believe that to say the three and zero oh Chicago Bears. Um, I don't know. Like I'm not playing anybody on the Chicago side. I'm not going to play. I'm not playing David Montgomery. It's this this indie defense has gotten good. Like they're building correct. They're building correctly. A great offensive line. Great defense. I'm trying to think. I can't play a bear. So let's just skip over them. Um, Jonathan Taylor on the other side. It's the number nine matchup for opposing runners via the roster watch matchup tool. Jonathan Taylor's underperformed this season by about 10% of his expectation in PPR leagues. He's getting three receptions a game. The thing is he's only playing about half the snaps, which is, yeah, I mean, not great. Any way you, not great. Any way you slice it, but I mean, averaging 19 touches and the fact, here's the, here's the fact of the matter. He's 6,600. We've been dying to get him in over the course of the last two weeks for what? 5,600. And then what's last week? 7k this week. He's 400, 400 less. It's a game wherever – look, here's what happened last week. Jonathan Taylor kind of really – 
he didn't bust. He, he kind of got there for you anyway. What happened was these Jets are just so goddamn bad that they, like, they, they, they took JT out at the end. The, the Jets defense scored, what, two touchdowns on their own? You know, by the end. So, I mean, that's if we're looking at only a three game sample, that's kind of reflective of, of Jonathan Taylor. Like in 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 week two, whenever, you know, a competitive game, that was a game where we saw JT in there like a whole bunch. But week one, we had all the Naheem Hines stuff. We had all the weird stuff going on in that Jacksonville game. Then we see a good a bit of uh, Jonathan Taylor week three. Everything gets weird with with the with the snap counts because it's just this weird blowout of the jets. You're not even at the very end. They're putting in Jordan Wilkins and all this stuff. So uh, his, his, it should be more like a 60, 65% snap share in a, in a situation neutral um, type of deal. And, you know, if that's the case, Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the national football league already. And it's a good matchup. The game should be competitive. And so it's like at 6,600. I love Jonathan Taylor this week. I love it. I kind of want to play him in cash. I also want to play Mike Davis though. And I want to play Dalvin and all these other guys. Picking your third running back in cash is, is, is going to be hard, but boy, this week must be a tournament, a tournament experts dream because once again, there's consolidated chalk. And last week it was Miles Sanders and JT this week. It's Kamara and Zeke Elliott. Um, Whenever there's consolidated chalk, especially when it's high high price, whether you know, especially when it's high price wide receiver chalk, but even last week we saw middling to higher price running back chalk. Um, if you can get off it, you you stand to gain an edge there. I'm not playing T.Y. Hilton. I'm not playing Moali Cox or Jack Doyle or anything. If look at tight end, I'm going to get up to Darren Waller. I'm going to probably get down to Dalton Schultz, uh, or just all the way down to Adam Troutman. The Los Angeles Chargers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, L.A. is one and two. Tampa Bay is two and one. This game opened up as Tampa Bay minus four and a half. It's moved to Tampa Bay minus seven, and rightfully so. The over-unders also moved down from 45 and a half to 42 and a half. Oh, this is another one. There's a bunch of hot tips here as far as betting, as far as what the Sharps are doing, guys. Um, so out of 1,600 bets, we have 54% of the bets on the over, but only 3% of the money. So, again, it's another under bet for you guys this week uh, for those keeping track at home. 71% of the tickets are on Tampa Bay, only 45% of the money on Tampa Bay. And, I, I look, I can understand why the Sharps here are betting the under. I can't understand how they at all could be betting on the Chargers. Maybe they just had to move it. Maybe they t- maybe to finally start getting money on the uh, Chargers, they had to get this line to seven. That's why I moved from 4.5 to say, I, I think that what I think that what these sharps were saying is once once it got to seven, they said, give it to me. I'll take it to seven. I'll, I'll take it to the touchdown. But look, the biggest news for the. The biggest news for the whole game is the fact that the Chargers offensive line is decimated. Who's out? Balog is out. Is Trey Turner out? I'm talking. I'm talking to you guys like this. Let's see. Is Trey Turner out? Chargers. So let me look at the updated. Um, okay, Chargers. Yeah. Okay, B- Brian Balaga is out. He's already been ruled out. Trey Turner's out with a groin. He's already been ruled out. Pouncey's already out for the season. They're having to call up idiots off of the practice squad to play on that offensive line. It was already a horrible uh, offensive line, defensive line. Uh, mismatch. Uh, I was looking over at established the run earlier today. I like to look at um, 
Jesus, I forget his name, man. Their guy, oh, Brandon Thorne. He has the article about the D-line, O-line mismatches. This was the biggest mismatch even before all the injuries. Um, they've called up Tyree St. Louis and Storm Norton. Um, or they've called up Tyree St. Louis and the other offensive tackle, Storm Norton. is que- So St. Louis and Norton are both questionable. I don't know what these guys are going to do. That because – the, you know, the strength of their offensive line is Bolaga and Trey Turner. It was Pouncey. Now it's like, I mean, their best players, your best player, Sam Tevy or something. It's like, then this against the Tampa Bay offensive line that just runs stunts all day. They're only 3.4K, I think, on DraftKings. And I'm just going in and I'm just putting them in. I generally don't do that. I wait till the end for it to pick defense, but I'm just very, very interested in playing the Tampa Bay defense this week. So much so that there was a lineup that I was only 100 away on for cash that I thought was perfect earlier and i normally i would just move down to defense and there's a there's a reasonable defense i could have moved down to i think that the colts defense at chicago is probably fine um for 3300 but i I just like i was actually considering a 2v2 with the defense just because that's how much i love the buccaneers this week with with that offensive line that bad i just i like the bucks in this game i like the under in this game and i i just i'm I love the idea of playing the Bucks defense this week, especially if I'm not having to pay just through the. It's not. I mean, it's not like they're like 4K like the Ravens. I'm not paying through the 3,900 like but like the Rams. I'm not really paying through the nose for them. So, like that, Leonard Fournette is out um, for this game as well on the Tampa Bay side. So uh, Chris Godwin's also out. Scott, Jesus Christ, man, Max fucking D- D- Doug and these these Texas Longhorns need to learn to tackle. Um, so tilting. Um, fuck. All right. Uh, Leonard Fournette is out. Forget it, man. Uh, Chris Godwin is out. Um, Scotty Miller is questionable. It looks like uh, looks like uh, Justin Watson's probably going to be able to play. Keyshawn Vaughn should be making his appearance this week. I, I don't think that Keyshawn Vaughn is going to come in and get too t- involved just right off the bat. Ronald Jones is a good play. It's just 4,700. If you wanted to, if you're in cash, I think maybe the most popular pairing in cash will be at the running backs will be Zeke, Kamara, Rojo, just because Leonard Fournette being out and the way that this thing could the way that this thing could could set up um a lot of people pretty interested in playing the chargers uh playing running backs against the chargers after seeing what um after seeing what guys like mike davis were able to do against them last week mike evans can you play him probably i don't know i I don't find myself getting up to that range very often and when i do i tend to kind of side with the guy like amari cooper in a situation I like a little bit better, but Mike Evans should definitely see the volume. Heard some talk about Gronk this week. I'm not buying into it really, but I think it's I think it's probably fine. I mean, Gronk. Let me just look and see. Gronkowski. He's he's he's, he's playing eighty percent of the snaps. And if you just look at his, if you look at what he's what he should have done so far this year. He's he's scoring about thirty percent under what he should be scoring from a from a fantasy perspective. So he's had a, as far as his, his fantasy points under expectation. Um, you know he's 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 due. He's every bit as due as a guy like you know Austin Hooper is kind of due. Um, Evan Ingram is due. 
Logan Thomas is due. Jeez, everything, all, all, all that guy's underlying numbers are absolutely, absolutely incredible. You know, I've been talking to you guys about some of these over-unders and uh, some bets that you might want to get in, not based on my recommendations, but just based on how public money's coming in and, and how how uh, how the um, various um, bets versus the percentage of bets versus the uh, percentage of the money coming in across these various sports books. And you can put, you can put that uh, knowledge to use at mybookie.ag. New customers will receive a 100% deposit match. So you double your deposit up to $1,000. So if you put in a hundred dollars, you'll get an extra hundred dollars to play with, but you have to use the promo code roster R O S T E R at mybookie.ag. It's fall. And in my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor pools, and more. At MyBookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports fall of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code ROSTER. And double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at mybookie.ag. And remember, you have to use our promo code ROSTER at mybookie.ag. Promo code ROSTER. Okay, what did I just get done talking about? Uh, I think it was the charger. Do we? Okay. So I talked about the chart. Yeah, all right. But on, on, on the charger side, Keenan Allen got 19 targets last week. I don't care really. I mean, Mike Williams is out. So our model likes Hunter Henry this week. Justin Herbert seems to really like him. This offensive line just seems so bad that these are situations I avoid. Um, Keenan Allen, 19 targets, though, last week. Am I, am I just making that up? Could he really have had 19 targets? I, I'm, he, he did. There's, there's absolutely no way that I would just be – I'm sure somebody in this – let me go check the chat and see if any of you guys are um, – Goat Rias is saying that the, the Buccaneers are going unbeaten at home because Tom Brady is the highest home winning percentage in history. Bucks probably with the Chiefs is the only unbeaten home teams. Uh, yep, I don't know about that. Um, Hawkinson's going to tear the Saints alive. All right, man, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm just as I do this thing, I don't, I don't pay too much attention to the too much attention to the chat. But thanks to uh, we got Michael Yeager in here. We got Minion Hunter, Alja, Robert Braswell. What's up, guys? We got Eagles fan, Eagles fan. What's up, brother? Huey Freeman. What's going on, my friend? Uh, thanks to all you guys, man, for uh, hopping hopping in the chat. Sorry, I'm not. Uh, and look. I'll talk about Devin Du. I'll talk about Devin Duvernay at 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 some point. Minion Hunter. <laughs> I'm not sure he comes. Not sure he comes into DFS consideration this week. We'll get it. We'll, let's get to Minion Hunters. Ravens. Baltimore is two and one. Um, fourteen point favorites after opening is twelve point favorites here at the Washington Football Team. This game open. What the hell happened? This game opened up as a fifty-two total. It's down now to a forty-five and a half point total. We have. 77% of the bets on the Baltimore Ravens here to cover that two touchdown spread along with 57% of the money. We have 
57% of the money on the under and 98% 57. Let me try this again. 57% of the bets on the under in this game, under 45 and a half and 98% of the money. Everybody's betting the under. Everybody's betting the under. This game's going under. And that's what it, uh, that's, that's what this tells you is that, that's crazy. I can't believe 98, 98% of 1,100 bets are on the under. Um, well, that's why it's gone down from, 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 from 52 to 45 and a half. The plays here are obvious, right? And right, they're obvious and they're easy. It, it, you know, you could play Lamar Jackson, you could play him naked. What that means is you could play him without any attachment, you know, any attached players. I'm not, I'm not necessarily dying to play Marquise Brown this week. I think it's a, probably a fine spot. It's a good enough. So if it doesn't feel like Washington's a, a good enough matchup. It's just that whenever you look at it, Marquise Brown is facing the number 19 matchup of the week. He's a much better play on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings, where uh, you know he's not a really a high volume, not really a high volume guy. You know, he's, he he only gets four receptions a game on average, but he just takes, he's the same price on DraftKings as he's on FanDuel. So that's a little over 2% of your salary less over there. Um, uh, you know, so Marquise Brown, I would only play him on, on FanDuel. Could we see a Mark Andrews bounce back? Well, yeah, we're going to see it at some point. And Washington is the number seven uh, or no, the number six matchup on the uh, roster watch matchup tool this week. He's got a 22.7% target share. That is, Let's see where that ranks on this slate. That's fourth place on this slate behind only Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, and yes, Logan Thomas on the other side. We're going to have to – if Terry McLaurin doesn't go in this game, which is is definitely a possibility, I mean, you can easily go back to Logan Thomas. And if you don't feel comfortable paying all the way down to Adam Troutman, which I would certainly understand – I'm not completely, you know, I'm doing it because I love Troutman and uh, you know, I'm excited to play Troutman and he's the men's salary and things are lining up to where there's like, there's, you know, I want to see the Troutman break. just like I've been excited to play Jonathan Taylor. I'm excited to play Troutman, but um, maybe, maybe, you know, play around with playing these guys like Logan, Logan Thomas is only 3,500. So Logan Thomas is 3,500. Logan Thomas has run, a, run 101 routes and has a 24.2% uh, target share. The only better target share is Darren Waller. I mean, he's got a better target share than Travis Kelsey. So he's out there for 83.1% of snaps. He's getting eight targets per game, but only turning those into four receptions. Uh, you know, as far as his fantasy points under expectation, he should have – Jesus Christ, he should, he should have scored 40% more this year than he scored. So if you just look at it in PPR, just back in the napkin math, nine, nine points a game in PPR, what's 40% of nine point nine times four is three points. So it's like 12 points. He should have probably, yeah, he should have like, he should, he should be more like 13 fantasy points per game. And the kind of game where you might see regression is probably a game like this. Baltimore has not been good against opposing tight ends. They're a top 10 matchup on the roster watch matchup tool. Um, I don't even – that's the only play on Washington, right? I don't think Antonio – I'm not playing Antonio. I love Antonio Gibson, man. I'm not playing him versus Baltimore. Okay. A couple more uh, couple more games here in the noon window, the noon central window, the official time zone of roster watch. The Arizona Cardinals at the Carolina Panthers. The Cardinals coming in as uh, two and one. The, the Panthers one and two. 
Um, let's see. The Cardinals are three-point favorites in this game. They opened up as three-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under has moved from 51 uh, to 51.5. We have 71% of the tickets on Arizona here, but only 15% of the money. So, you know, everybody, of course, loves Kyler Murray. They love DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not really – we don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is going to go. We got the weird news from Cardinals GM Steve Kime, and then it was later echoed by Cliff Kingsbury that um, – they're gonna wait. They're gonna let it be a game time decision. If D Hop wants to go, they're gonna let him go. But um, they, it's it isn't a sure thing at all. Um, this is an incredible matchup for on this side. For the, I, I think if there's no DeAndre Hopkins and look, Christian Kirk's questionable too. So that that gets a couple things going in your mind. It makes you think, okay, how does the offense shift with, with no DeAndre Hopkins? It seems like a good time to shift back to maybe getting Kenyon Drake going against the number two matchup in all of fantasy this week. Um, Ken, Ken, Kenyon Drake has been at about 6% under fantasy expectations so far. He, he doesn't have the weighted opportunity to score some of these other guys, but he he is getting, you know, he's he's getting 19 touches a game. He's 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 run 60 routes. He just didn't get in the targets. Right. He's only a 4.9 percent target share, but he's running the routes. And so if he's running the routes on these Kyler Murray dropbacks, you take out take out DeAndre Hopkins, you possibly take out Christian Kirk. All of a sudden, Kenyon Drake becomes interesting. Maybe Chase Edmonds gets more involved in the game plan here. They maybe can use him as a receiving weapon. And then the real deep play, if we find out – look, if we find out on Sunday morning that both of those guys don't go, Kirk and Hopkins, I'm going to be thinking long and hard about playing Andy Isabella. And that will make – that will open up everything for my cash lineup. Um if I could play Andy Isabella and I could play Cooks and then like if I could possibly pay, pay, pay down for Troutman, I could pay up for every luxury that I want at every other position that I choose. So that's maybe the way that I could get that dream cash lineup I was talking about with Zeke and Kamara and Dalvin and Deshaun Watson, Brandon Cooks, bringing back the Dalvin side. Um, whew. It might be that kind of thing gets 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 my wheels turning, gets gets gets, gets my gears going. Uh, Carolina side, Mike Davis broke the Vegas tool. I see minion hunters in here talking about how the Vegas tool is up. Yes, it is up right now. And if you're in there right now, you can see me messing around on it as I clicked around to give you guys information. But Mike Davis has a five reception prop. It's actually a five and a half reception prop with a little bit of juice on the under 51 and a half rush yard prop and a 42 receiving yards prop. He's minus 200 to score. One of the favorites on the whole slate to score. Let me see. Like, let me just sort by touchdown odds. Uh, so the best touchdown odds on this slate are, that's not it. Ryan Nall at the top. Okay. So it's uh, Zeke Elliott at minus 285. Alvin Kamara at minus 225. Josh Jacobs at minus 225. Dalvin Cook at minus 200. Daryl Henderson at minus 200, Mike Davis at minus 200. He's got Mike Davis has better touchdown odds than Kenyon Drake, Nick Chubb, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Joe Mixon, David Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, all these guys. So at just 5,600 or whatever he is, or 5,700 on DraftKings, I should have had more Mike Davis last week. Uh, if I had more Mike Davis last week instead of this Devin Singletary stuff, it would have made all the difference for me, even with that tilting CD Lamb and the Giants defense, uh, which I can't get, you know, it just, it just hurts to bubble a bunch of cash games like that. Um, 
So Mike Davis is probably, I think, the most popular lineup, maybe besides the one with Ronald Jones we talked about earlier with the three running backs. Probably going to be the the one with Mike Davis. Oh, yeah, and then DJ Moore is going to be just uber chalk. Just because people – DJ Moore hasn't been good, but, you know, we talk about people these days, they just know how to build ex- expected points models. And DJ Moore is running like 15% less than he probably should be. He's getting an 88% snap percentage he's, he's got like a 25 and a half um uh percent target share his weighted opportunity as far as uh, the receivers on this slate is in third place behind only keenan allen julian edelman adam thielen and deandre hopkins uh, so it just hasn't really been coming to, to completely together for him um you think that maybe this could be the week versus arizona who's been bad on defense patrick peters is nowhere near as good as he used to be uh, and that's something that we sort of sort of learned here through the through, through, through the first part of this. Let's see if we can get going here. Is that he telling me that Texas is about to lose this game? There's a flag on the play. Maybe they'll get one play here. I mean, they're going to lose. They're going to lose to TCU again. They, they've Texas. Texas. How has Texas lost? Like six out of the last eight meetings with TCU. It's, it's really unacceptable. Um, Jacksonville going to Cincinnati. Uh, this game's opens at 48 total now at 49 and a half opens with the Cincinnati Bengals being three point favorites. They're now two and a half point favorites. 54% of the tickets are on Jacksonville along with 99% of the money. <laughs> so, you know, where the sharps are MyBookie.ag promo code roster. Uh, I would, I would say, I would say take the Jags, and the points here in this one, 50, 55% of the tickets are on the over, 69% of the money. So there's sharp sport here for the Jacksonville Jaguars and the over. Look, man, this is a home game for Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's a home favorite. It's the first time we've seen that this year. If Joe Mixon can't get it going here, he's never going to get it going. Our models like him. If you want to play him, you can play him. It's fine. He's the same price as Mike Davis, and Mike Davis is probably going to draw four times the ownership. So – and if you're a tournament player, that's that's fine. I mean, that's probably I would say that's probably what tournament players like look for is those kinds of pivots that can go really, really well. Um, Mixon has what? What is this matchup for Mixon? Um, the number thirteen matchup of the week. He's minus one sixty five to score. He should be Mixon should be scoring fifty three point six eight percent higher than he's scoring right now, based on the based on the expected points model. That's just crazy. Joe Mixon is is really really underperforming right now. It has to do with the fact that um, these game you know with these games whenever they get in this four minute two minute offense, we've just been seeing too much Gio Bernard. If this situation could stay neutral, which it should, these two teams seem pretty seem pretty evenly matched. Uh, the Jacksonville defense is terrible. You know there there should be scoring on both sides. Do we really think Jacksonville is going to get up like seventeen points on on Cincinnati whenever Joe Burrow's out here slinging the football 50, 60 times a game? It's like I don't see that happening. I like Joe Mixon. I like Burrow. I like Tyler Boyd. AJ Green is basically the Joe Mixon of wide receivers as far as his expected points. He's like leading the league in air yards, and he's just he can't he can't score fantasy points to save his life. This could be the week, and no one's no one's going to play him. Um. T Higgins kind of came on a little bit last week. And then on the Jacksonville side, our models keep liking James Robinson. This is the number nine matchup of the week. He's minus 135 to score. Much better play on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. Not because he can't catch, because he's shown he can catch. It's just that he's two to three percent of your salary cap cheaper. DraftKings is just so much uh tighter pricing than than uh than 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 FanDuel. 
I've really noticed this year is I've been having to play more FanDuel. Um, DJ Chark is back. I don't know if I'm going to play him. But, you know, I mean, the, what, what the Sharps are telling us here is they really like Jacksonville and they like the over. And if they like Jacksonville in the over, Jacksonville's going to gonna have to do some stuff whenever they do. Is it, what, is, is it DJ Chark? Is it Keelan Cole? I know D.D. Westbrook's back. LaVisca Chanel. I mean, it's, it's probably James. It's, it's probably some James Robinson and DJ Chark. I know that he's been, you know, he's he's been – DJ Chark has been uber efficient. He's a guy who scored much more than he ever should have just due to just due to some of these touchdowns. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's getting he's, – he's, he's caught every target. He's getting three and a half targets a game, three and a half receptions a game. Yeah, but, he look, he's, he's out there for 81% of snaps. I'm not worried about it. I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not paying for DJ Chark this week. I think it's more of a guy if you have him in season long or something like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine rolling him out of season long where I don't have the whole player pool open to me because he's going to bounce back. But just his underlying, his peripheral numbers do have me shying away just a little bit. Seattle at Miami, we have this, this uh, people love this game and rightfully so. I, I will say that my buddy Derek Cardi, who always knows this stuff, and I think just, I think just hit me up on, I think just hit me up on Slack. You'll see what Cardi has to say. Oh, he's 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 asking about Troutman. Um, um, okay. The uh, Cardi was saying that this could rain, wind and rain, fourteen mile per hour wind, and maybe some rain. So keep that in mind. Um, Seattle three and zero, Miami one and two, fifty four and a half point total up from fifty four. Seattle, six-point favorites, down from six-and-a-half-point favorites. 71% of the tickets on Seattle, along with 58% of the money. 90% of the tickets are on the over, along with 92% of the money. So the public thinks this shoots out. Vegas thinks this shoots out. The Sharps thinks this shoots out. So if it shoots out, who do we, who do we want? Well, we want Russell Wilson. We want Tyler Lockett. We want... Um, DK Metcalf on the Seattle side, Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, both questionable. So if neither of those guys were to go, it would really open up Travis Homer at like 4K. If both of them play, it's like, who do you who do you really play? And the question is, are they going to keep letting Russ cook in this kind of game? Do you I mean, is this the kind of game we really want to do that? Maybe if their two runners are banged up, you don't want to get Chris Carson hurt with only one more week until you're by. Uh Carlos Hyde's been in a red, no contact jersey all week. So maybe they're not going to be able to just establish the run and run it down their throats. And if that's the case, it's a back and forth affair. I mean, nobody is like Seattle is the clear number one matchup for opposing wide receivers in this game. So if Ryan Fitzpatrick's in there tossing it around and, you know, maybe he's throwing some picks, but he's also throwing bombs downfield to Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. And, you know, there are ways you can stack this. The thing, do you know the thing too? I heard Blender, Blender HD from Roto Grinders said earlier this week that weirdly, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are positively correlated as far as their fantasy upside. And you, just, you don't, you don't see that generally. If like one dude goes off, the other guy doesn't. It's like in, in games, in games where there's a where there's a there, where there's like a huge amount of uh, volume of points, fantasy points scored, and just a huge amount of production. It's like what just so happens is since it's such a narrow target tree there. Um, 
when Russ goes big, Lockett and DK both go big. <laughs> so so we, we saw it last week. So you could stack Russ with those two guys. If you do that, you're, of course, going to have to play guys from the other side. So you want to play Devontae Parker. You maybe want to play Preston Williams. Isaiah Ford is in a good spot. We've seen with the slot. Uh, we talked about it last week. We wanted to play CD because of slot wide receivers versus the Seattle Seahawks. And we, well, God damn it. It comes like he gets banged up. Cedric Wilson comes in out of goddamn nowhere and scores two long touchdowns out of the slot. The, the, the thing I was going to bed on Saturday night dreaming about CD Lamb doing, Cedric Wilson comes in and does twice. Well, that's Isaiah Ford. He's cheap. I think he's sub 4K. So you, you could you could you could think about him, um, and then Miles Gaskin. You you know you look for a pivot off the Ronald Jones of the world or something like that. You want to stack up this game. I think that that's fine to play him. He's fine to play Fitzpatrick, play Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker and Miles Gaskin and bring it back. With you could you could play Lockett and Metcalf in a tournament. I think without playing Russ, if you play if you play Ryan Fitzpatrick on on the other side. So that you know, this, this that's a that's a great game. It, that's a that's a fun game. Just keep your eye on the injury report for Carson and for Carlos Hyde. All right, the last game of the morning slate: the New York Giants at the Los Angeles Rams. The shitty Giants here are thirteen point five point underdogs after opening as nine point underdogs. This game has a forty eight over under after opening up at forty seven. 69% of the tickets are on the under and 99% of the bets out of 1200 bets tracked are on the under. So why did the over under so why did the line if 99% of the money's on the under why did this line move up from 47 to 48? Um 79% of the tickets are on the Rams, 55% of the money are on the Rams here. Uh so it's like the bet here would be the under. Um uh, can I play a single giant? Maybe Evan Ingram. He's cheap. He's really good. He should probably get going at some point. If he doesn't, I don't know what the hell to think, but he's scoring it probably, you know, as far as his expected points, probably like 40, 30, 38 to 40% less than his expected total. He's out on the field for 92.4% of snaps. He's, he's getting almost a 20% target share. He's run the third most routes on this whole entire slate. So it's not like he's not out there running routes. Um, it's our number 15 matchup of the week. I don't know. I mean, he's been better, better play on DraftKings than he is on FanDuel. He's plus 300 to score. On the Rams side, uh, I, was, I, I, I was interested to see that Robert Woods had a higher reception prop in this game than Cooper Cup. I think that that's weird because um, – I'm so tilted about this Texas TCU game. Uh, I, I I think it's I think it's weird because uh, the uh, we'll, we'll probably see James Bradbury on on Robert Woods. I haven't thought that highly about Bradbury, but he has been better as a Giant than uh, than than he was as a Carolina Panther. Um, so I, I the Giants are just so bad that I think that. One maybe a sneaky league underlooked stack will probably be Jared Goff with these guys because we're bearing the lead here. Probably one of the a guy who I've slept on too much and I'm I'm done I'm done sleeping on him for now. I don't think he holds down the role for the rest of the season. But Daryl Henderson, probably I mean you need to be consider, at least considering Daryl Henderson. He's as cheap as Mike Davis, 
So he's another one of these guys. And he's the same price as Joe. We have some decisions to make with our running back three. If we're going Kamara and we're going Ezekiel Elliott, Daryl Henderson is the number eight matchup of the week. You know, these guys are 13, 13 point favorites at home, you know, as mentioned. So um, as long as Cam Akers stays out, you know, Daryl Henderson, they've said that now, you know, he's the guy, they're going to give him a run like he's the starter. He's got the hot hand. I don't think it stays this way, but I'd always just kind of thought to myself, man, um, they hate him so much. You know, they, they hate him so much, but uh, that's changed. So I have to change. I have to change with it. You know, apparently they don't hate him and hate him anymore. So um, Daryl Henderson, certainly in play there for the Rams. All right, let's speed. Let's uh, let's speed through because I believe with the New England game getting canceled, we only have uh, two more afternoon games: the Buffalo Bills at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the three and one, Bill, the three and zero Bills are the two and one Raiders. Crazy! This game opened up as a forty nine and a half point total, and has now sitting at fifty three points. Seventy two percent of the tickets are on the over, and ninety seven percent of the money is on the over. So the public loves the over. The sharps love the over. Uh, 65% of the tickets are on Buffalo. 63% of the bets or 63% of the money is on Buffalo. I love Josh Allen in this game. I think Stephon Diggs is a great play. No one's going to play John Brown. He's, he's off the injury report. He's fine. Um, all those guys are awesome. Zach Moss is still on the injury report, so keep an eye on that. But Devin Singletary becomes another good play again this week. He certainly popped in a lot of our models. I – He's not, no one's going to be on Devin Singletary. He's probably a better play on FanDuel. He's minus 115 to score this week. Uh, we know that FanDuel, you know, you want the touchdowns, but he's he's like almost a full 3% of your salary, less expensive over there. And he's, you know, he hasn't been, hasn't been amazing with his reception profile. I mean, I guess you know, just over three and a half receptions a game, so not terrible, five, five, five targets per game. Um and scoring a little bit, scoring about 18% below his fantasy expectation so far this season. So, I mean, that De- Devin Singletary is an interesting pivot. That's the kind of play where you hold your nose and you're like, Bob, do I really have to hold my nose in the in this this high of a total in the number one matchup of the week for opposing running backs? This is an even better matchup than Carolina. So, um, Singletary, you could get behind that. It's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys, man, right there. It's going to be tough. Do, who do you want? Do you want Daryl Henderson? Do you want Joe Mixon? Do you want Mike Davis? You want to, you know, you want to pay up just a little bit to get to get Kenyon Drake? Just a little bit more to get Jonathan Taylor? It's tough, man. It's a tough scene, <laughs> but they're all good plays. Um, it, all right, and on the Las Vegas side, we know we we all know by now Henry Ruggs is out, Brian Edwards is out. That just leaves a complete target void that should be picked up by Hunter Renfro. Um, you know, Tredavious White, I looked at it. I don't think Tredavious White has played a single snap in the slot this year. And I looked backwards last year and I could find like, yeah, I could find a couple games we moved to the slot. Like for, I think it was like 4%, 4 or 5% of snaps in the slot. They're not going to move Tredavious White in there to handle Hunter Renfro. So, I mean, it'll be like Tredavious White over on one side locking down like – Zay Jones or something, you know, and like that'll be Nelson Aguilar or something. And it's, it's, it's going to open things up for Hunter Renfro. I think he's a great play for his price. Darren Waller would, if I'm paying up for tight end, I'm absolutely going to go with Darren Waller. This is his kind of game. Um, and those are guys I'm going to play. If, if, if I'm playing, 
no one's going to play Josh Jacobs here. It's the number 21 matchup of the week via the roster watch matchup tool. But the thing is, Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's getting he's not getting targeted a ton, but he's getting more targets on like four and a half targets a game. Uh, he's at least, you know, he's at least running. He's what he's run 43 routes this season. So, I mean, he's going out each game running 15 routes a game. It's you, you, you'd like it to be better, but if I'm playing Josh Allen, I, you know, I'm stacking him with Diggs or Brown or something like that. I have no problem playing, you know, Josh Jacobs as well as guys like Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller on the other side. 